Hello and welcome to the Stepping Up, Become Who You Are Meant to Be podcast. I am your host, Nikki Gingrich, and I'm so excited to be with you here for episode 16. I am recording a special episode today. It is from my car. So I'm sitting in my car right now. I had uh, an interview yesterday that I wasn't going to be able to get out and ready for today. And I had just a lot going on and, and things were happening and I just... I ran out of time as far as it comes to recording the podcast and it fell down on my priority list. And I knew this is actually why I decided my day for my podcast would be Tuesday so that I would kind of have that buffer in the beginning of the week, aka Monday, to record the podcast and I wouldn't have to be rushing to do it over the weekend because my weekends are very sacred for me. So I am here in my car ready to chat with you. And ironically, as I talk about running out of time, I'm talking to you about time today. And I'm talking to you about the struggle with making time and having time to do all of the things that we want to do in our lives. Because that's, I believe, the one thing we complain about the most. And I did a poll in my Facebook group, which if you are a working mom or a working woman and you would like to be a part of the face group, it is called Stepping Up for the Working Mom. And I am in there once a week doing a live weekly chat with you guys. I'm bringing in experts from all different sorts of fields. We already had a career, a the Milestone career coach, Lynn Mall, who was on the podcast previously, was in there doing a live Q&A. And I'm planning to bring in some other folks um, as we roll into 2019 and we're sharing our stories and we're supporting each other. And it is just a supportive community that I wanted to create because I know what it's like to be a working mom. I was working full time up until June of 2018. I left my full time job because it wasn't serving me. There's a whole backstory to all of that in my journey. And time was a big piece of that. So I knew I had to align where I wanted my values to be and I didn't want to be home, a stay-at-home mom and be home full-time with my kids, but I just needed a little bit more freedom and flexibility and I wanted to pick my kids up from school and the job I was doing wasn't um, conducive to that and it, so it just wasn't a right fit for me. So I left, I decided to go out on my own, I'm doing consulting, I'm doing women's empowerment coaching, there's just so much coming out. I work uh, with nonprofits, and then I also do the podcast and work with women like yourselves who might be stuck and just looking for more in their lives. So before I really get into today's topic, I want to just also mention that I'm going to be doing a live workshop. So today I'm talking to you about time and I'm going to be talking for a short period of time, 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 time. I'm going to be talking with you for not that long, but I'm going to do a much longer live workshop on creating more time as a working mom. And I want to share with you what I did right what I did wrong, what I would do differently, but how I came to understand my values and my priorities and then start to create the time that I needed around those so that I was happy and fulfilled and I wasn't rushing around and exhausted and tired. So I will leave the link below in the show notes if you would like to register for that. It is going to be on December 19th and I apologize. I can't remember if that's a Wednesday or a Thursday. I think it's a Thursday. But either way, it is December 19th and there will be two of them, two live workshops, one at 12 p.m. and one at 8.30 p.m. So you can register at my website, NikkiGingrich.com forward slash webinar 
dash registration. That might change, but that's what it is right now. And I'm going with the done is better than perfect motto today as I'm recording my podcast in my car. So I will be doing a live workshop on creating more time as a working mom. And if you're interested, just go to my website. I will have it there on the homepage for you all ready to go. And the link will be in the show notes as well. All right, let's get into today's topic. I want to talk to you about three really important things. And one is a morning routine. Two is creating that time to wake up early so that you can have said morning routine. And then getting the kids out of the door without yelling in the morning. And this is something, so I'm talking to you. So I've created a morning routine that's always kind of been something that's really been important to me pretty much all of my life. And it has changed and altered of what it looks like. But for me, waking up in the morning and having that time to myself is super, super important to me. So morning routine, I will talk about that. Waking up early again, this is something that I've always kind of valued in my life. And I'm not going to sit here and say it's easy. Like, yeah, I'm a morning person. I just pop out of bed. Sometimes I do pop out of bed, but really I think I pop out of bed because I've created such a solid morning routine and I know that it sets me up for the rest of the day. And number three is one that I am currently really striving to work on. And that is getting the kids out the door without screaming and yelling my head off. And this is really new for us because our schedule is new. Me working from home, the kids now have to be, they're both in school and they have to be in school at a certain time. So it's not daycare where we could just kind of float in when we wanted to. So it was really creating that routine and not creating it as in it's already done, but it's truly a work in progress right now. So, you know, they say you teach what you need to learn while I need to learn this. So now I'm teaching you what's going through with my process as far as getting the kids out the door and making the mornings calm and smooth and welcoming and not absolutely crazy and nuts. And you want to like, you know, throw things at the wall because trust me, I have thrown things down the stairs. <laughs> Get your shoes on and you're throwing like shoes and coats down the stairs because you just want them out the door. So whew, we're going to be Zen and talk about this, but also I'm going to be real and tell you I'm not perfect and things happen the way they do. Morning routine. Let's start there. Morning routine is so, so super important. And I'm just going to share with you my journey through my morning routine. And I promise I won't make it really long winded, but Ever since I was younger, my my parents, my mother mostly, because my dad was always up and out the door pretty much before we even woke up in the morning. And my mom wasn't one to, and I don't know, maybe she was, she was always waking my brother up. My brother would never get up on his own. So I don't know, maybe being a younger child, I watched that and just learned how to wake myself up. And I am... Um, I've always been one to set my alarm, wake up on my alarm. I was never one to really hit snooze. It just wasn't in me because I i don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there's some internal story where if I would talk to some therapist, they would tell me it was because of, you know, watching my brother get yelled at in the morning that I didn't feel like dealing with that. I don't know. So I would always get myself up in the morning, but I always, I got into this habit when I was in high school, I guess junior high into high school where I'd wake up. And I would actually watch the news in the morning. And ironically, I don't watch the news anymore, but I would wake up early. I would put the news on and usually I wanted to watch the weather because I wanted to know what I wanted, needed to wear that day. Another ironic story, I went to Catholic school, so I wore a uniform. But again, do I need a big coat? Do I need a light coat? Am I wearing long sleeves? Am I going to wear my tights or my socks? Whatever. So 
I just got in this habit of waking up early and I wouldn't, I was never one to be able to wake up and walk out the door within 10 minutes. I just, I couldn't do it. I needed that time in the morning to wake up and to wake up slowly and to eat breakfast and to really kind of gather myself. And I, I, like I said, I've been doing this pretty much most of my life since probably since I was in junior high, really, if I think about it, I was probably seventh or eighth grade and I was getting in this routine of waking myself up, waking up early, making my lunch, making my breakfast, getting myself out the door. I just, I didn't like rushing out the door. I always kind of liked taking my time and doing things at a nice, easy pace. So that kind of continued into adulthood. And I was also never one to really show up on time for things. Being on time, I was on time, usually a couple minutes late. I was never really early for things. I really liked going through life at this very easy, slow pace. I didn't like rushing things. I didn't like pushing things. I didn't like kind of, you know, I keep hearing the term like white knuckling and I keep reusing it, but like white knuckling and really just pushing through things. I didn't like that. I liked doing things with ease and flowing through them. And I don't know why. And I'm sure, again, somebody could in really talk to me about it and talk about my history and what my life was like and could tell you why I do that way. But I've always very much kind of gone through life like that. And I think that's why I, I enjoy waking up early and not to say I enjoy it as I, as in I pop up out of bed, but I know that I need that time and it sets me up for the rest of the day. So my morning routine has changed. So it's gone from watching the weather and the news in the morning and making myself breakfast and lunch as a, you know, high schooler to, I'm trying to remember what I did in college, but let's, I don't even remember most of college. So let's just say I wasn't really one to wake up super early. I didn't like my early morning classes, but I still did wake up in the morning and had my routine and would eat breakfast and in my room and stuff. So as I got older, I had to create a new routine. So now I'm out of college. I'm trying to figure out what to do. And I started waking up and that's when, so we had our first dog. My husband and I got our first dog, um, pretty much, I'd say, gosh, I don't want to know, maybe a couple months after we moved in together. Yeah, it must have been a couple months after we moved in together. And yes, my husband and I lived together before we were engaged, but we knew we were getting engaged just in case anybody's curious. I will probably get into that story at some point. But so we got our dog and I created this routine and it just kind of became natural for me of I enjoyed getting up early and kind of having this routine and our dog was adopted and he had some issues and some aggression issues and we had to train him. We had to be the alpha in the house and it took a lot of training and it took a lot of effort from us. But for me, it was, I would get him up and I walked that dang dog every single morning. Every morning I got up, I walked that dog. That was our routine. My husband would sleep. We would come back home. He would eventually wake up. I can't remember the exact routine, but we were like clockwork and it was such a routine for us and he would look forward to it and I would look forward to it. And it was just, it was, you know, especially in the winters, it was darker in the morning and we'd walk around our neighborhood and we lived, um, in, I call them row homes. They probably would call them, um, we lived in a pretty crowded neighborhood. There was a lot of houses and it was just nice kind of walking around the neighborhood when nobody else was awake and it was quiet and empty. And I just, I just treasured it. I treasured it. It was amazing. So that was my morning routine. We did eventually end up losing our dog. And in the process of losing our dog, it was a very big, hard process for us. We had to put him down. He was very aggressive. He had, he actually bit my mother-in-law very badly. And again, a whole nother story for another day, Uh, right after my husband and I got married. 
nonetheless, we were coming home from our honeymoon and all of this happened. So welcome to being married. Here's your kind of first thing that you need to deal with as a couple. Really big, kind of big thing. And so we lost him. And then in the process, when we lost him, we actually ended up um, wanting to move. There was a lot of other factors that went into this, but I, I tried to continue a morning routine of exercise and it just kind of fell to the wayside. And again, we kind of go through seasons where I go through seasons and I think we all go through seasons where things are very steady and things are very, I don't know if you heard the train, the train whistles going, but things are very steady and my morning routine is solid. And then all of a sudden something happens. Wow. That train's really loud. Something happens and you kind of fall off and then you kind of come back. And I I am actually back in a season of coming back. So I will talk about that in a little bit, but so we were in this transitional season where we were buying a house and moving and going, you know, creating a new life for ourselves. Um, as a married couple, especially, you know, kind of settling down roots, knowing that the house we moved into would, was going to be a house we lived in for a very long time. And it is actually currently the house we're still in, uh, almost 10 years later, nine and a half years later. And so creating that new routine. And then we had to create another, you know, re recreate our new routine. Well, six months after moving into our house, we ended up getting our other, our, our dog that we have now, we ended up getting a lab. And then I recreated that same routine of getting up and walking in the morning. And I created that routine for years, 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 years until my oldest son was born. And, and then it shifted again. And then about a year after he it took me a good year to kind of create a new morning routine after he was born. And that routine was exercise. So the dog no, no longer needed when she was a puppy, she needed to get out every single day. She no longer needed to get out every single day. So we still walked her, but not that routine was no longer needed. So it shifted again. And this time it shifted to me exercising in the morning and me taking that time for myself as a, a new mom who had an infant who had just turned one. He, we had a very rough first year as I think most moms do with, um, having new babies and, I was transitioning. I was finding, I actually went from full-time work to part-time work when he was six months old. And there's a whole story behind that. And I just wasn't meant to work full-time and I was driving an hour each way to work. And it was, it was a very rough first year, um, transitioning to being a new mom for me. Um, my son had trouble breastfeeding. I ended up exclusively pumping, which throws in a whole new challenge of life. And, uh, by the time he was a year old, I was craving, craving me time. Um, we had, I had stopped pumping. I had kind of had this free time in my life. You know, my morning routine was likely waking up and pumping and that was about it. So creating this new routine. And as I've gone through life, it's again, it shifted and changed as far as where I am in life. And I believe that that is totally normal. And I believe that that is natural and okay. So where I am now, I'm creating earlier this year in 2018, I stopped doing the exercising in the morning, I'd kind of shifted. I knew I needed to shift from my physical body to working on my physical body to working on my mental and spiritual state. And this is where a lot shifted for me, where I was running a fitness business and fitness started to become work for me and it was no longer enjoyable and running became work for me. And I was a runner all my life and I haven't run in well over a year. And running started to become a chore and something I didn't look forward to doing. And it was a very hard thing for me to kind of say, I think I just want to take a break. And I kind of had to start small. I'm going to take a break. And I needed to recreate a new morning routine. And January of 2018, because, you know, we all get ready for new beginnings in the new year. I was like, I'm, I'm ready. 
I need to start a new morning morning routine. I want to start meditating again. I had tried meditating previously and it just didn't stick. I want to try this again. It feels like the right time. I really stepped into taking that morning time to be meditation and it actually turned into journaling, which I wasn't anticipating because there was a lot earlier this year, as I mentioned before, I was going through a lot with work and figuring out where I want it to be in my life and what I want it to do and trying to re-find myself, really re-find who I am and what I want out of life. And I had to make that time for me. And that meant continuing to wake up early and continuing to do this. So I just really valued that time and I was meditating and I was journaling and it was just so super therapeutic for me. And it really, it catapulted me on where I am right now. And I will talk about so much more of this in the live workshop. It is a big piece of what I'm going to talk about is what I actually did within that morning routine and creating that time. And that's where I want to talk to you about, even if you're not a morning person, finding that quiet time. And uh, I can talk to someone who I had earlier on the podcast, Erin Miller. She was my first, very first interview back in September, October timeframe. And I remember her talking to me of like, I really want to create this morning routine and I want to get up early, but I just can't do it. And I think she has an entire podcast episode on her podcast um, called Same Boat Huddle around her morning routine. I can't remember, but I believe I know she's talked about it before and how she just kind of fought being, quote unquote, a morning person. No, 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 I'm not a morning person. I don't want to do it in the morning, but it doesn't take an hour of your time. It takes 15 minutes to wake up and just kind of have peace and quiet, whatever that is for you, whether it is exercise, whether it is movement, whether it is having a warm of a a warm of hot tea, a cup of hot tea in the morning or hot coffee without anybody bothering you taking that time. And she talks about her journey of being a non morning person. So it's hard for me sometimes to talk about it because I've been doing this for most of my life. And I would consider myself a morning person, but I'm a morning person because I know the value that it has for my life. And even if I didn't know it when I was you know, 12 and 13 and 14, when I really started creating this habit, it was something I've kind of constantly gone back to. I've gotten fallen out of it and gotten back to it. So when I transitioned from working full time to staying at home, I really stepped out of that morning routine. And I don't want to say I stepped out of it, but I knew I wanted to shift it and change it. And I was like, well, what I was doing before and meditating and journaling really didn't serve me. And I still wanted to meditate, but I just, I kind of felt this change of seasons and this shift. And I spent really the entire summer and the beginning of the school year still really kind of muddling through it and really finding what works for me. And it wasn't until within the last two to three weeks where I've really settled in to a new morning routine and I've really settled into what I've wanted to look like. And this is just go to say that if you feel like you're not a morning person or you feel like you can't do it, keep trying try something different. Try something else. Don't give up. It is that consistency and that effort that you push forward that will help you find. So it's not about making the time to do it. So yes, it's about making the time, but it's also about finding what serves you. And for me, throughout my life, it's been what served me. And that's what's helped me create that morning routine and to really wake up early because I know it sets me off for the rest of my day. And I know there's a book out there and I haven't read it. I believe it's called The Miracle Morning. So if you haven't read it, I know it's all about morning routine. Again, I haven't read it, so I can't necessarily recommend it, but I've heard from other people who I've talked to and other people that I've looked up to who have really gotten inspiration from this book. So I will share that with you. So it's not about 
creating the time. So yes, it's about creating the time, but it's also about finding your priorities. And what is your priority? Do you want to set your day up for success? And if you do, I'm going to tell you that this is the way to do it. And again, it's not an hour. You don't have to do my exact routine. You have to do what works for you. And as I've shared with you, my routine has gone from watching the weather in the news to exercise, to walking the dog, to exercise again, to meditation and journaling. And now what I'm doing is I'm waking up and I'm, first off, I am not checking my phone. That is a big one for me. I got into the, I re-went back into the habit of checking my phone in the morning over the summer and the beginning of the school year. And I've had to cut that out. So I've first off gone from not checking my phone to, I want to meditate, but I'm still kind of sleepy in the morning. And I don't like meditating when I'm tired. Like I need a little bit of movement. So it went from, I tried to do some exercise and some yoga and, and I do do that now, but I've shifted, but it's gone to me. And this is thanks to, and I think I've talked about Rachel Hollis a lot the last couple of weeks. And she's been a big inspiration for me as kind of far as creating my routine and what this all looks like. So I've gone to, and I know she has her start today journal, which I don't have. And again, I haven't listened to her podcast where she talks about how she uses her start today journal, but you know, it's all about creating what works for you. And for me, I went, I started creating goals for myself and I wanted to really write down those goals every day. And it was, it took me probably a good month or two to really get into the habit of doing it daily. So I tried it, I did it, it didn't work. I tried it again, would skip, you know, a week or so or a couple days and then do it again. And I'm really now in the habit of, I wake up, I have my journal, I write down um, a mantra that I've been saying, and it's really been helping the fact that I'm doing this daily, maybe not seven days a week, but at least five or six days a week at minimum five, if I can't do it over, if I decide not to do it over the weekends. And when I do do it over the weekends, it's totally worth it. And my morning routine is much shorter. So I probably go from a half hour to 15 minutes if I do this in the morning on a weekend. And So I write down this mantra and it's called my success. It's called, it is my success is inevitable and I am on the right path. And it is just a constant reminder for me. And that may shift as I go through. I've never written down a mantra. I've never done anything like that, but it just saying it out loud just feels really good. You know, my success is inevitable and I am on the right path. And as I continue on this journey as an entrepreneur, I just have to keep reminding myself about that. Then what I've kind of started doing is I went, I was, I'm still writing down my goals, but I also write down kind of, you know, five to maybe 10, 10's a lot, but five to 10 goals. I have like my top three or four that I write down every day. Then the other ones kind of shift and change um, as I kind of solidify what I really want my goals to look like. And that changes again, that always changes. And then I've started and now I've started probably within the last week writing down an intention for the day. And my intention being, you know, today I will stay grounded and present in the moment, something along those lines. And today was actually today I will go through my day. My day will go, I will go through my day with flow and ease. And maybe that's why I'm talking to you about this today. I don't know. So that is my conversation and tips on morning routine. And it is, there is not one good way or bad way to do the morning routine is whatever works for you. Start as small as 15 minutes and make that time for yourself. It is just super, super important. So maybe it's you hit the snooze button and maybe it's hitting the snooze button one less time than you have in the past there you go. And that's where you start. And then you create the snowball effect and knowing that if you fall out of it, just pick it back up and try again. It's all about falling down and picking back up. You know, you fall down seven times, get up eight and the eighth time is when it works. So let's talk about getting out the door 
without screaming at your kids. So again, it all starts with the morning routine and setting yourself up for success for the day. Even when I do my morning routine, this doesn't always work, but I really want to talk to you about getting the kids out the door without screaming and yelling. And how this has gone for me is I've had to, and this all goes back to the self-reflection and the self-development and all the stuff I've done to really look at who I am and what I am and what I want to do and really who I am at the core and who I want to be. And really kind of looking at it really makes you internalize and really kind of look at yourself and go, well, what am I doing? You know, a lot of times we want to blame people. The kids aren't putting their shoes on. The kids aren't doing this. My husband isn't doing this. God, if he would only help me and maybe make the lunches and put them in the school bags, I wouldn't be rushing around like a maniac. And it's throwing blame out onto other people. And a lot of what I've done, which is really, really hard is saying, what can I, what am I doing? to create this situation and looking internally at myself. And it actually makes me a little uncomfortable to talk about this, but it's true and it helps. So with our mornings, I really control the mornings in our house. My husband is up and out the door, but I am in charge of making lunches, making sure there's snacks. Now he will fill in if I ask him to, but that's one of the pieces of if I need him to, I will say, Hey, can you make the lunches for the kids? But before I do that, I need to realize what I need him to do. And I need to do it and ask him without screaming and yelling at him, without making myself a victim of, why can't you just help me make the lunches? This would make my morning so much easier. But really realizing it before it happens and saying, I just need him to help me. And if he helps me, it'll make my day run smoother. So asking for help, not screaming for help, not demanding help, but asking for help. The next piece that I really had to learn is watching my kids and realizing that if I'm not ready to leave the house, and again, this is because of my situation. And even when I was working full time, I was, I didn't realize it at the time, but this was happening. Whereas if I'm not ready to go, I can't be screaming at them to get their shoes on. And what I noticed is literally just from observing and watching our mornings and really kind of watching from an outside perspective of how our morning goes of saying, what makes them move quicker? (laughs) Literally, that was the question. What helps them, what helps my kids get out of the house quicker? And how can I get them to do that without screaming and yelling and throwing shoes at them? Literally throwing shoes at them. It's been done. Like I said before, I've done it. I'm not happy about it, but I've done it. And for me, it's if I'm ready, I can get them ready. And I come from a calmer space of I'm dressed, they're dressed. And actually what I've really started doing is I just start walking out of the house. And again, this might work for your kids. This might not because all families are different and all kids are different, but it started with observing, observing of what's going on, taking the responsibility. I'm taking responsibility for myself and what's happening. I don't want to victimize myself or blame other people for how I'm feeling. Only I can control how I'm feeling and how can I take responsibility for how I'm acting in this moment? Why am I throwing shoes at my children? It's not their fault that I'm throwing shoes at them. It is my fault. I am taking responsibility for that. So how do I fix it? And this is where it all started for me. If I don't want our mornings to start like this and I've watched my children and I noticed if I just kind of keep moving and keep going and keep packing up without screaming and yelling, they will eventually move. And some days I'm not saying it's perfect, but I have thrown a shoe probably within the last week or two. 
And I've had to go back on myself and be like, what am I doing? What am I doing? How can I fix this? How can I be different in this moment to help them? Because again, we also have to remember our children are children and they are still learning their emotions and they are very, they show their emotions much easier than we do. They might act as we would like to sometimes. And that's what I've learned with my kids that if I just kind of keep moving and then what I've watched them do is I'm about to walk out the door. Bye. I'm leaving. You're not dressed. And I will hear my, I will hear my oldest say, but mom, I don't have my, my uniform on. Well, that's not my problem. I told you I was leaving. Get your uniform on. We're leaving. And what I will do is I will go sit in the car and his uniform will, now I will still bring them their clothes and whatever, help them get dressed if they need to. I will sit in the car and I'm like, you will get dressed and we will sit in the car. And guess what? If we're late for school, he knows that it's on him that we, you know, I'm helping him at the same time, but really teaching him to take responsibility. I told you, you needed to get dressed. We needed to leave at a certain time, but I want to have our mornings flow smoothly. And I will say over the last two weeks, now we've kind of been doing this. I've been watching and observing and really working internally for the last, you know, two or so months and really been pushing this, how I want to go about my day really over the last three weeks or so. And it even helps when we have to go to after school activities and my son doesn't want to go to Kung Fu. I refuse to fight with him to put his Kung Fu uniform on and I will just let him go. And that's where this all starts and say, Hey buddy, I'm leaving. I will not fight with you because I do not want to scream and yell at him because I really want him to keep doing Kung Fu. And I know sometimes it's hard to get him out the door. I want him to enjoy it. I want to make it an enjoyable experience. So what can I do to make that moment easier? And I know him and I, I know how he acts and what he needs and screaming and yelling doesn't get anywhere with him. But if you do, you keep moving forward. He will eventually pick up the pace and move along. And I will say they've been getting dressed a lot quicker. They've been doing things a lot quicker. They've been realizing that if mommy says she's leaving and going in the car, I'm actually leaving and going in the car. And that took some time to do. I had to have that moment where I just went in the car and waited for them. And get yourself dressed, get your shoes on. Here's your coat. Here's your shoes. Here's your uniform. Put them on. But I really, really have been working so, so hardly. And again, not to say that I'm perfect. I have still made mistakes and I will probably continue to maybe scream and yell when I'm having a bad moment and I will get upset about it. But I will continue to work if this is how I want my mornings to go. And this is all, it is all about time and looking at time. And so what we say to our kids is, we're out of go. We're going to be late. We're, we're running out of time. We need to leave. But I've noticed since having this slower flow and ease of movement, I've been more conscious of my time. Okay, they need to have their shoes on at 745 or I need to start the conversation of, get your shoes on. I need to make sure I'm ready at this time so that I can help them get ready and make sure they're out the door. How can I help this situation? And it's helped me really look at time and, and know that time is essentially an illusion and it it is a made up concept. And I will talk about this all in the live workshop, but realizing that we have control over that and we can say what we do with our time and What are we going to do with our time and how do we want to spend our time? And that's why I believe this morning routine is so important because you are giving yourself the time to do whatever it is that serves you or to figure out what serves you. And then you're also working with your kids to make sure that you're not spending that morning time screaming and yelling at them. So we're rushing out the door, but you don't need to sit and scream and yell at them if that's not what you want to do. Now, granted, if that's what you want to do, by all means, please do it. Don't tell me (laughs) you don't want to, but... 
I'm assuming, which making an ass out of you and me, but I'm going to go ahead and guess that you don't want to spend your mornings that way and you don't want to spend your time that way. So this is a small, small piece. I mean, we're talking between five in the morning till eight in the morning, literally a three hour chunk. Today was 530 that talking about time and I mean 24 hours in a day, but this crunch time of morning, I think is just so crucial because of so much what happens because we're because we're cramming so many things, we're getting ready, we're brushing our teeth, we're making breakfast, we're packing lunches, we're getting the kids dressed. So much happens in that short amount of time. The importance of how we spend it and where we are and how we feel during that time is so super important. So during the workshop, I'm going to be talking about time and how to create more time as a working mom, but also how to nail down your priorities and create those priorities for yourself so that you know how you want to spend your time and you can start spending your time in a way that serves you. You can start spending your time in a way that makes you feel better about being a mother, makes you feel like a better employee, makes you ensure that you're showing up to work on time, ready to go, and you're all in and you're doing the work you don't need to do because a lot of times we live that world in a fog and we're in a fog. And I don't know about you, but I remember when my son was first born, I was missing meetings. I was missing emails. I was not responding to things. I was just literally in a fog and my work dropped and what, you know, I was dropping the ball on a lot of things. And I was actually dropping the ball on a lot of things earlier this year when I was working through what I just working through all of this self-development and self-work. And that's what I want to talk to you about of, I created time in really good ways, but then when it came to work and really communicating that I really could have communicated a million times better and created better relationships. Now, would it have kept me at my job? Probably not, but it probably would have made for a smoother transition out into what I'm doing now. So creating time is all about finding your core values and finding your priorities and really just understanding how you want to feel during your day and then creating those feelings. And it sounds it might sound a little crazy. I might not talk to you about time management and how to check things off your to-do list, but I'm I'm going to. And we will talk about how to create a to-do list that makes you feel good and makes you feel accomplished. But then also ending your day, ending your day, not exhausted, but ready to sit down and maybe have a conversation with your husband or coming home from work and really energized and ready to cook dinner or get food on the table, at really feeling good about those things. And I believe that's a lot of where time comes from, of how we spend our time. And that's what I want to share with you. So I will share with you what I've done. I will share with you a little bit more. I don't know if I'll share about morning routine, but I will share with you a lot about what I did as far as creating time as a working mom and really creating valuable quality time with my kids while I was working full time, 40 plus hours a week, working at nights, working events, being gone, traveling, And how I made it work. And then the things I kind of didn't do so well that I could have communicated better that maybe if you're looking to create more time and flexibility with your work so that you can be home more with your family and do more things or feel better about your day that you can go ahead and and do that do that better than I did. So thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Again, the webinar registration will be on my website, NikkiGingrich.com. Go ahead and sign up. I will share the links below in the show notes. And if you are seeing value and really enjoying this podcast, I would appreciate it so much if you would give us a rating or a review. Let us know how much you enjoy it. It really helps 
to get more listeners and to get more women and men even listening to this podcast. And then it also helps me get interviews and guests of really, really high caliber that will deliver amazing, immense content and value to you. So it helps me bring on really amazing guests. Um, the, the more listeners I have and the more people we can share this information with. So please rate and review, share it, take a screenshot, put it in your Instagram story, share it with me, whatever, get in contact with me. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Stepping Up, Becoming Who You Are Meant to Be podcast. I'm Nikki Gingers, your host. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you.